Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Because there's so much more in you. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Christmas. Oh, and a Happy New Year. It's coming up. We just had Merry Christmases, everybody. Welcome. Welcome and joining us the day after. Are you in the you in the line in the parking lot right now? Be honest to go return a gift. Is that what you're doing? (laughs) And you're listening to us in your car? Be honest. Did you maybe maybe they're listening? They're listening on their new headphones. You never know. Their new device. Yeah. They, they yeah, may be y'all. like, gotcha, gotcha, because I have something to listen on now. Hey, <laughs> hey. Merry Christmas, hey, we, everybody. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Goodness. We hope you guys had a restful, joy-filled holiday season. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you don't know, we are in the middle of something, but we needed to take a second. We needed to take a second and just yeah. say... Merry, Merry Christmas, because right on the tail end of that is Happy New Year. And you're walking <laughs> into a new year, new start, new things. And uh, we want the best for you. We want to help you all find freedom from those things that you tell yourself you should or shouldn't do, especially as we close out this year. And today, what are we talking about, Jenny? Ooh, we're talking for real about we're in the <laughs> middle of our mini series, Passions Over Performance. We heard from yep. Kelly last week, and I hope you stream everyone streamed her Christmas music to the season. Oh. Gosh, it's so good. We've talked about how to discover your passion, how to walk in that confidence. And now we're talking about the one of the great things that come against our passion and leads us into performance, mm. uh, which is often feeling like you have to be disingenuous. It shows itself through disin- how, what's disingenuousness. Is that the it's word it's more for? of like the fake it till you make it mentality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've heard that growing up, like fake it till you make it. We're going to tell you, shut that shit up. You should shut not fake it, up. it till you make it. You should be real in all of the things, in all of the ways, in all of the seasons, because if you're not real, it's just <laughs> performance. It's, it's putting up some guard, some level of disingenuous you or disingenuous passions that you have. I feel like if I say disingenuous one more time, I might sneeze. <laughs> well, it's it's like, what's the long version of that word? That's what I was trying to go after. I'm like, Ugh. but we're talking about authenticity today. Well, yeah. Candace sneezes her way into this conversation. I feel it. I feel it. It's coming on. <laughs> say it one more it's time. It's almost here. Say it. Disingenuous. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, if I sneeze, mine are like my mother's. They're like, see? Oh, cute little. I was always, always, yeah, I had a friend, I I was just thinking through if we can like practice our sneezes. I had a friend in, I remember third grade and she's like, I'm trying out a new laugh. This is, this is in the same vein of performance and passion. She was trying out new laughs and she's like, what do you think? And she was like, ha ha ha. And then she would be like, like she was training herself through these different laughs. And I remember being like, oh, I like that one. Do that one. And we were like practicing and it was so cute. Um, But third graders some of you 
are adults and you've been practicing <laughs> your mm. fake little laughs and you're not walking in the authenticity the Lord has for you. I think that we're we're kind of hitting some people with a nerve right now. We've either got two types of listeners that are hearing the beginning of this podcast and they're going, <laughs> girl, that is not me. I'm real to the bone. And don't you dare challenge me because I will be authentic in every room that I'm in. You know what I mean? Like they're already having yeah. an internal dialogue debunking this entire episode before they listen to us. And then we have this other group going, oh, oh my gosh, please don't find me out. <sighs> like, like they're getting nervous and they're like, I don't... I don't want to be, I don't want to listen to this. Uh, it's getting too close to home because I am, I'm, I'm struggling with trying to keep it all together. I'm, I'm trying to hold it all together. So can we just go ahead and let you feel a little comfortable as we talk about this, no matter what side of the fence you're on today, as you listen, I think all of us could benefit from this conversation because we want to point out some things that maybe we are unintentionally doing or not even aware that we do, that really blocks us from conveying what the passion is that we are called to live out in our lives. Sometimes you know it, sometimes you don't. And so we're going to walk through a conversation trying to uncover how to actually be real with the passions that you have. Mm -hmm. And and question, are you performing or not? Are you performing? Simple little question, loaded with a power punch to the face. But our... (laughs) Our job, so we're going to give a little glimpse behind the scene here. So our job yeah. is similar. We're in the similar career, if you will. We're both authors. We speak on stages. Um, we have an we online have a presence. Podcast. We have a oh. podcast. You might have known of it. <laughs> Shut the shit up. Anyways, um, I was going to say some of us have a larger influence than others. So you are going to have some great stories to tell us, I'm sure pressures Mm. on Candace. But we just want to talk about how in our job, and I know this will relate to where our listeners are at, but in our job, in a way, we're putting ourselves out there. And it's, Mm. it's easy to see others that have gone before us, Mm. or have have had success, quote unquote, success in the world's view, or however we want to label it, where it is tempting to replicate uh, what they have done, and then therefore you fall into the need to perform or feel like you should perform. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, let's go ahead and let's let's bring it down to the most basic that I think everybody can identify. If you're on social media and you're like, I don't know what this feels like. I don't have a stage. I'm not a podcast host. Okay. Well, do you enjoy social media? Because there's such a thing as trending audio right now. <laughs> have you seen this? And I'm gonna just I'll, unpopular opinion. I'm not a fan of trending audio. I feel like a slave to it. I feel like if you want to get seen and they want to push out this beautiful reel that you spend probably five days contemplating on what you're going to put on the internet so that you don't look like your fupa showing or that you're like, you got your life together and you got to look all pretty. And did I do my hair that day? You know what I mean? Like there's so many factors in getting the courage to get online, but now Mm -hmm. you want to get seen So now you have to borrow this thing called trending audio. It's basically an audio clip somebody else posts first. You put it underneath your either lip sync of it, reenactment of it, or you make it (laughs) switched around for your own personalized message. Okay, we've all seen this, right? Did you know that I have a trending audio on Instagram right now? Oh. I had, it was... Basically, I went on there and I challenged people. I said, hey, use this in your own reel. So I knew it in the caption that I was going to try to make a trending audio. And I did. Uh I was shocked. But basically, I get on there and I say, yeah, 
I would totally agree with you, but then we would both be wrong. Right? You can use that in so many situations. <laughs> Take a minute. Take a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would totally agree with you, but then we would both be wrong. So now you've had these moms that have their own little small businesses. They'll use it and they'll be like doing a myth about their business over it. You'll oh, have this smart. fitness gurus, you know, talking about healthy ways to eat, but people have unhealthy ways and they'll they'll bust a myth like that. So yeah. it started trending. Well, the reality is, is trending audio is a lot like us with performance in our life. Hmm. We take somebody else's original content, their original messaging, and we like to dub our experience over on top of it. Mm-hmm. And, and I want you to really think about this. Somebody out there has put forth the other effort in being creative And what we do is we just expand on their creativity and use it for our own benefit. That, my friend, is performance. And what you do is you dilute the original intention of the message. And I feel like so many people are performing in their lives and they're diluting somebody else's passions. Just because it's not passionate to you. You're like, how are we getting to a deep conversation? I need us to get there quick because I want you to see God's uniquely gifted you with something to be passionate while you're on this planet for. Mm-hmm. And I feel like so many of us live our lives like we're grabbing somebody else's passions, putting it underneath the vibration and the story of our own life and just trying to perform up to that level because it did so good for them. It must do good for me. Yeah. Or they're they're passionate about that. I'll be passionate about it. There, There's a line that is crossed from inspiration, right? Being inspired by someone else's creativity. And then when you cross the line, it's repurposing it for your own gain, right? So that, I don't know what word we would put on that. Um, But if anybody knows, let us know and we'll just copy it. (laughs) 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 And we'll use it in a performance piece next week. We're going to perform a monologue. Um, so inspiration, creative inspiration, cause there's nothing, mm. I mean, in the, creativity expands and grows and we, we are inspired all the time as art should do right. And our lives, like right. it's just what happens, but when you cross that line to, okay, I'm going to use this for my own gain and maybe Instagram and TikTok is smart because they're doing that, but, uh, I'm going to use this for my own gain. Then, like you said, it perverts the original message. And gosh, how many times can we think in our own lives or have seen this demonstrated on stages? Um, for example, leaders downloading sermons and reenacting them verbatim. Like it becomes the message becomes so watered down, it becomes disingenuous. And Ooh. you're you're not mm. even expressing the heart of God because you're just copying the message God gave somebody else to deliver. It's very, Mm. uh, I could talk Mm. about this for hours. I I think I need to hit on this because if we're going to say this is something that you should be free from, I just, I wish people could know how creative our God is to the point where they don't have to regurgitate somebody else's quiet time material into their own life. And I say this with like a love and a genuine affection for the church, like the big C church, right? Mm -hmm. Not my personal one, but the, but the big C church copying 
And being uniform is not the same thing as being unified in our message. Like God will give you unique passions to convey things that unify his church. You do not have to look and act and perform the exact same way. We joke often about a preacher voice. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it's because you say that and you know exactly what it means. Glory. It's because (laughs) somewhere, somewhere, at some time, somebody genuinely spoke like that, right? But it was so powerful in conveying their passion that somebody thought, I'm going to do that too. And then it became replicated and replicated. and, And now if you look at it, it's diluted and almost comical towards the original intent. And I don't want us to find ourselves living a life just performing out somebody else's passions and wondering why we're spinning our wheels and never seeing fruit from our labor. And I think it's yeah. just, just we're lacking authenticity. We, we just are lacking in that original passion that comes out in a real way. Not yeah. everybody's an extrovert, Jenny. Not everybody's an introvert. Not, not everybody's going to speak and talk and think the exact same way. And the world is waiting on you to stop doing it like somebody else did it that was successful and do it the way that you are gifted to do it with the passion that God's given you. So what we're saying is you listener, you have trending audio inside of you. Hey, oh, who get out and impact the world around you. Preacher voice, why'd you do it? Why'd you do it? It felt right. It felt right. I'm landing the plane. I'm going to do an altar call in a minute. Stop Uh, it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about, let's Hmm. just, let's, let's, let's Hmm. humanize this talk for a minute. Candace had this great idea before we came on the show. She's like, why don't we just humanize this conversation? And I was like, that's a really, really good idea. Um, (sighs) When... That I thought of, not you. you. Thought of it yourself. Trending audio. When have oh <laughs> we're just joking around? I said the idea, and then she re said the idea in different words, and I was like, "That's a great idea." And it was, it just made. Us and laugh. you were like, "That's exactly what I just said," and I'm like, "Oh, so I'm working on that with my therapist. Let me apologize." <laughs> As hundred percent. So we're just laughing about it. So we're really authentic here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just joking. So let's let's give an insider glimpse. So our jobs yeah. tend to be more out there performance-based. So in your career of mm-hmm. ministry, speaking, writing, or not even in ministry, wherever you go, um, have you ever felt the tension of performing? Remember Kelly shared the confidence tips because sometimes your job is actually performance. Like you'll do stand up comedy and that's a performance. That's not Mm -hmm. like time to settle into, you know, Um, but I want to hear from a time where you fell into performance when you felt Mm -hmm. like the Lord wanted you to settle in and just deliver a unique message rather than perform. Do you have any examples of that? Oh gosh. I have an example from a speaking event I did not that long ago. Um, It was around Halloween time. And so go back if you can in your, in your memory so long ago, so <laughs> I mean, you know, like we just did Christmas. Why are we talking about Halloween? Um, I was at like a, a fall women's event 
and uh-huh. I was the speaker and it wasn't called Hallelujah, which made me sad. But anyways, <laughs> I wish it was. That's a cool. Did you invent that? Because that's genius. no, I've seen it somewhere uh, else. Audio. Surprise. Trending. Trending audio. <laughs> trending audio. No, um, but I was on stage and I had prepared what I was going to speak and it was really fun and it was pretty funny. I, I mean, I'm not even going to lie. Like I've said it a couple of other times in conversations with friends or even like I've tried it on different people and they laugh every time. So I'm like, this is a fun way to say this. So I'll say it this way to convey my point. And I was already right. ready to do that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if you're going to be on a stage at all and get paid for it, there is an element of what are you going to talk about? Did you even prepare? So you got to <laughs> prepare. Okay. So I can't prepare. <laughs> right. Because because otherwise well, people sometimes have been like, just show up on that stage and let the Lord move. And when I first became a Christian, that's how Sweat I beats. approached my baptism because oh you had gosh. to give a speech. I, the Lord did not move and I look like an idiot. So I, I just like that. You're like, there's a practical side to what we do. You have to prepare. And like in the preparation, yeah. you're praying up, you're getting ready. You're hearing from God. So here you are on the yes. stage. Yes, I'm there. And I'm, I'm, I don't even remember what I was talking about exactly, but let me tell you what my mind deviated to as I'm talking about whatever this was X, Y, or Z. I immediately had a core memory resurface while I'm talking about <laughs> hell houses and how horrible yeah. they were at Halloween oh. time. Mm. And I just, I kind of caught myself chuckling internally and I'm thinking to myself, keep it together, keep it together. We are not talking about hell houses right now. This is not on my docket. I did not prepare this note. Yes, it's funny in my mind, but I'm not sharing this right now. This is no, Candace, keep it down. Like I'm internally struggling. And then I finally, <laughs> like, I felt like the struggle was so rich and thick on my face that I could not move on until I let it free. So I said, you know what? I didn't prepare these notes, but I just remembered something. Anybody know what hell houses are? Did you grow up with that trauma in your life? And everybody in the room is like, yes, shaking their head up and down. And I'm like, oh no, this is resonating. So what do I do next? And then I I went off on a 10 minute tangent. That was the funniest material. If I was a stand-up comedian, I couldn't have written it funnier. Oh my gosh. And like, I found myself, in giggle fits on stage talking about hell houses. And if you don't know what these are, basically you would take the people in your church that they didn't really serve anywhere else. But yet once a year, if you put a hell house together, they were ready, boy. They had the chainsaw with no chain and they were already creepy. And so you're like, we got a job for you. We got a job for you finally, right? And they felt that they belonged in the hell house. And then this is all just scaring the hell out of people, like literally scaring the hell out of people yeah. to lead them to Jesus. It was a horrible method. It's like horrible. a Christian haunted house. It's basically that. Think of the paradox church. of that word, <laughs> Christian haunted house. Yeah. Was the well, Holy Ghost haunting it? I'm here. <laughs> he should be doing that to our church services every that Sunday. Was the Anyways, hope. That was the right? hope of the hell house, that the Holy Spirit right? was haunting it and people would be led right. to the Lord. It's so, it's so counter. It was just a bad season for all of us if we did these. And if your church is still doing them and you're the like, churches oh. are still doing them. I'm like, okay. Disclaimer, really mm. did. Mm. Let us know okay. the effectiveness. Let us know the effectiveness. I would love, mm, well, anyways, I'm going to keep some of those opinions to myself for a second. So then I go off for 10 minutes and it was the <laughs> most fun 10 minutes and free 10 minutes I've ever had on stage. I don't care who was in the room with me. We were in giggle fits. And then I literally had to say, I have no clue what my next point is, y'all. <laughs> and everybody just starts laughing. And I had to go back to my notes and then recenter and recalibrate and then be like, okay, now let's move on. But for me, 
can I just tell you from that event, you may not know this, but from that event, I felt like I made more personal connections with people in the book signing line and in like the time afterwards when I left the stage than I normally do. Like a lot of times I feel like, hi, thank you. And people are just so, I've, I've read your stuff. I love you, which don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that pandering. I think that that's wonderful. I see the value in that. But there was something different where a wall was broken down and people came up to me instead of telling me how great I was and how much they appreciate what I'm doing online and my platform. They came up with their own stories of their own hell houses, their own church trauma. And then they're like, let me tell you. And like we were instant friends and it broke down a wall, just throwing the performance out the window aspect and getting real for just 10 minutes. And I I was going to say what you were describing, I thought you were going to say your 10 minutes was the performance. But what you're saying is you stepped away from your quote unquote script or your notes or what you were there to do. Yeah. And you revealed with through authenticity, the inner thoughts that were going on in your mind. The non-filtered. Yeah. The unfiltered. (laughs) It landed so deeply that it brought up reactions that others had to share with you, which is what our passions should lead to is drawing others in, in whatever area and aspect you step into drawing others in to connect to the message that you carry. And that's a great example of that. Well, there's a lot of risk that happens. Let's take my example and, and just still piggyback on that. What if I was speaking at an event where they were about to host a haunted house at their church? I was going to ask you, do everyone you raised their hand. So like, did they do that? Yeah. That's I know. a little reckless. A risk. Yeah. You have a lot of risk that could come into being authentic. You have a lot of things where you could offend when you're authentic. You have a lot of things that you could hit a nerve that you're like, Ooh, I don't know if we were really ready to discuss that yet. So the, don't hear me say, just be rogue. But do take risk in being real, because I'm going to tell you right now, when you start performing and you get comfortable with being a performance version of yourself, let me, let me say that again. When you get comfortable with being a performance version of yourself, you will lose your identity in who God has created you to be and will, you will dilute your value. You will dilute your value to the world around you. And I wish that more Christians knew this. Do you know that Jenny, you probably get this all the time because you coach people in this, but like how many people do you know about our age, moms, Christian women come up to you and say, I want to write books. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to speak all the time. time. And my question to that immediately always is the same question that Steve Martin would pose to young actors that would come up to him and give him their headshot so that they could get some sort of clout or a movie role. He would say, can you even act? That would be his first question is, do you even want to act? And this is my question to everybody that feels like they've got to find their brand or their thing to do. Has God even called you to do that? Is that even what you're passionate about? Is that something that is authentic to you? Or are you seeing that as a means to something else? Because what you're going to do when you deny your own passion that God has placed a fire in your bones and your soul about to create 
and do something else that's replicating somebody else's passion is you're going to dilute your value. You're going to dilute your calling. You're going to dilute your identity. And in the middle of that, at some point, you're going to wake up with a, a an identity crisis and a lack of joy and a lack of fulfillment and a lack of purpose. And you're going to blame God for it. Whoo! Thousand percent. Mm. How did we get here? It's because well, we got to talk for real. <laughs> identity crisis. Oh, some people are real and I feel it in my bones. Mm. Here's the thing. You can have an identity crisis, even if you're walking in your passion and calling because you've made it a performance right? Whoa, you're, whoa. you're working yep. to achieve. You're working to do the next thing. Your worth is coming from your work rather than you're worshiping in your work. You see the difference? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's why it's so important to hold our passions over the, under, under the authority of who God is. I, I had, I want to close out with two thoughts. Can I do this? I really feel like these are going to hit yeah, hard. Um, this is from eighth grade Candace. I once heard a, a guest speaker at camp say this, and it left me seared with this, this phrase in my mind. Basically, he concluded his message by saying, are you living for the applause of others? Or are mm -hmm. you living for the applause that is silently clapped from the nail pierced hands? Mm -hmm. And for me, it wrecked my 14 year old mind. Because I thought, I want the silent applause that I'm, I won't hear until I'm made complete. I want to be okay with putting my head on my pillow and knowing that I made one person happy instead of a million people happy. And if you see like the, the actual trajectory of my purpose and my identity from that eighth grade moment on, it's tried to stay true to that. It's tried. Very, very hard because that was so impactful to me to realize that one was more important than many. And as far as like my purpose and what I was passionate about, if God says it's good, I don't need anybody else's five-star review. I don't need anybody else's comments. I don't need their accolades and I don't need their, their um, jeers. I just need one to feel comf comfortable and confident with that it's okay. That frees and eliminates performance easily in my life. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. I got one, a critic of one that I'm, I'm working for. And that's it. That's really it. So there's one thing there. But the second thing that I want us to really see has honed in and kept me focused on being passionate instead of being pursuant of performance is when you realize that glory belongs to God alone. Yeah. And he does not share it with any man, not meaning that he won't allow you to be a part of the experience of his goodness, that that surrounding of of his goodness that spills out from his glory. You're you're going to be in situations where you're like, wow, God, thank you for letting me see this. But at the end of the day, all things belong to him. Even your platform even your parenting, even your, I mean, we, we can say that kind of easily, I guess, about finances. If we're having that conversation in church, we're like, yeah, 
all that I have is from God and I give back to him and I use it for him. And you could see that because uh, numbers don't lie. They stay the same on a page. They're very trackable, traceable. You can see where they went out. You can see where they came in. But can you do that with your passions? Can you say this belongs to the Lord and he needs to get glory from it? And if you're not pointing back to him to give him glory, you're going to find a dilution of all the things that you're trying to achieve. They, they go back to mixed in with other things that belong to your glory and your fame and your goodness and your identity rather than the one that he's the creator and he created it all and give it to him. Give him the glory. You know, that's it. That's just those two it's things that keep me. Just those two things. Just those two loaded things. I'm going to punch you in the face with everybody. <laughs> well, when you were talking through that 100 amens, it made me think of when you're not mm. aligned with the will of God and giving him the glory in the midst of it, right? You're mm. actually perverting the passion. Wow. And I think... And listen, mm. we're not saying we're perfect. This is the key with Christianity mm. is repentance, right? And God, God I want to be known for repent. that. Yep. Yeah. Like we'll, yep. we'll be the first to say, well, we repent all day long. Like it's not, it's yep. not something that's just on a Sunday or to a priest. Like we are, we live lives of repentance and humbleness because you have to be humble to repent, right? Like it's not mm -hmm. all about you. And if you, my friend, are facing, uh, feeling like you're wrestling through being disingenuous in any area, um, we just want to urge you to give it to the Lord and repent. Say you're sorry and ask him, what does the, what does the real me look like as I walk out this passion? What does that mm. look like? And mm. God, I feel, will be very happy to answer and show and model that for you. Um, and And we're not here to call you into copycat scenarios or trending audio right. copying. We're here to call you to live a life for God in what he's mm -hmm. invited you to do and to be and how that's expressed. And it's not going to look like us. We might share mm -hmm. similar stories, but we're inviting you to walk out your story, like Hannah mm -hmm. said, for the glory of God. And I believe it will impact others for the good. So yeah. repent. Yeah. And let's move move from this because we have we're going to finish out this mini series really strong, and even urging you to lean into all God has in this conversation mm -hmm. for you because we believe this is how He's equipping and inviting you to impact your sphere of influence. It's as simple as that. You know, I know we're running a little bit over time, but I want to take one second to piggyback on what you just said because it's hitting me really hard. We may be preaching to the choir today in this episode, Jenny. Because the people that really need it sometimes that are so entrenched in, in performance-based Christianity, lifestyle, whatever that they're doing, have no clue. Mm -hmm. And honestly, sometimes you feel a little bit um, as though you're righteous in what you're doing. I'm going to urge you to find some friends that are truth tellers in your life. Because sometimes you're completely blind to it. I want you to find, here's some practical steps. I wasn't planning on saying this at all, but let's go. Number one, find truth tellers in your life. Have them Give them permission to be truthful and honest with you. Does it look like I'm striving to perform something here or do I look genuine in my passion? Number two, what I need you to do beyond a shadow of a doubt, if you're going to figure out if you're a part of doing this, is to face narcissistic tendencies in yourself. 
Like you have to ask, am I dominating conversations about me right now? Am I making this situation about me right now? Am I feeling as though if I'm rejected, it's about me right now? If I'm feeling as though I'm accepted, it's about me right now. I did something to earn it. I did something to keep it. I did something to wield it. These are the things that are narcissistic in us when we are performing that really pervade the church and pervert it and pervert that passion. And, and I'm telling you, if you're in the middle of it, sometimes you're the most blind to it. So take an honest look from an honest friend and then ask yourself, how much am I getting glory versus the glory of God? Giving it to him. Are you a giver or a taker? Shut it up, everybody. Whew. We come from a place of love and we we hope uh, within our own lives and yours that this has helped you shut up some disingenuousness. And we're going to say it until the end of the season, but until next week, embrace the yep. freedom to kick that shit right out the door. you've been inspired to stop shitting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.